Queensland Premier League season. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Chelsea Spot Podcast. I hope you're all doing really tight episode. Actually, a slightly interesting fact is last year, as in the 2023, our, our most listened to episode um, was an Academy update and Lone Army update in January transfer window last year. Um, it got the most listens and that was actually with Scott Trotter, who's a, who's a good friend of ours both. And here today I have another Scott to care if they know how you're doing mate i'm doing really well mate um nice to have me on um it's been a long time that i've been wanting to come on this so yeah i'm delighted to come on um and another scott a year later um i work with scott at football london so yeah it's nice to to take over after him because it's good it's good um good person to follow most certainly um yeah this this episode definitely has been a long time coming i mean we've spoken on the timeline for years and years now so it's certainly only right that we are going to be speaking about cobham as well i think anyone who follows on the chelsea spot and care for you uh, um i guess we'll just kick off with sort of the, the most recent news which has come out in the last sort of 24 hours um first one i'll get you to talk about really is zach's Exactly. Any opinions on Alex Matos's loan to, to Huddersfield Town? In the stat, Zach Sturge one, I kind of seen it coming. Um, I obviously track every one of the loan armies. I don't track it as much as watch them all or anything. You know, it's impossible to do, but I've been tracking who's starting, who's not starting, who's getting minutes. And the Sturge one has been out the side for the last couple of games. And I thought January's coming. It's it's about time. And as I tweeted yesterday, he started five games. They've all been in the cup matches. Two of them have been against Arsenal under-21s, Tottenham under-21s, where you think he's already proven himself to be at that level. Last season, he was a solid, solid defender for us. Um, and I could see it coming. I'm, I'm happy he's, he's kind of returned because as much as you want these players to kind of fight and, and push them way, the way back into the side because that's professional football you can't just have it easy you walk into a team and you just play regularly and that's it um but there comes a point where you go this is just not helping um so i'm happy that he's returned in terms of alex matos it's it's a good one um with andre santos coming back off, off loan and not know where he's going to go if he's going to go back on loan or whatever but it kind of makes that place of Matos's position with everybody coming back like Lavia and stuff like that. His first team minutes are not going to be there. And after January time, the development squad time for football matches starts to tail off a little bit. So it's, it's January always feels like a good time to to move on. He's He's been here six months and he's proven himself to be a, a really, really good player because I had, I had no idea who he was just before he joined Chelsea, I'll be honest. But when he came and two, three games in, I was like, all right, this, is, this, this isn't this is just a, a play just to fill our squad, if you know what I mean, because mm. we had a bit of a downward time where we was 
fighting relegation and things. And I felt that, yeah, we just need a bit more squad depth. But he came in and he was straight into the side and I thought, okay, this is a really good player. And the fact that he's been around Pochettino's team and he's not actually got onto the onto the team when there's been there's been a bit of few injuries. He's had Lavia who's he's forced in and he's forced in Leslie and he's forced in Enzo at times. I just felt like Matos was just touching to get into the first team, but never gonna get it, if you know what I mean. So I think it's the right step for him to to now kick on um and go and prove himself. Um so I'm 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 actually actually excited about it. But I looked at the league table just after I seen the announcement and I went, oh, just above relegation. Oh, no, I don't want this to happen to him. Do you know that the fighting relegation, that excuse of he can't play because we need to win points kind of thing. So I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that he does get a chance and it's not one of them. We just need bodies to fill the squad and blah, blah, blah. I don't know much about it in terms of what the managers said, what people have said to him to make him, him go there. But I'm I'm excited about it. I always I always like these times of, of year just to see who's going to adapt the career and kick it on a little bit more. So I'm excited about it. What about yourself? What do you what do you think about both of it? Yeah, I think with Sturge, as you said, it was a bit of a a long time coming. I think what was really interesting with Sturge's initial loan to Peterborough United is um, everyone sort of around the club expected him to to stick around actually for the 21s and that was what we were hearing with really a few days to go and then mm. sort of in the last 24-48 hours it just came out of nowhere that he was going to join Peterborough United. Um, he didn't really get given a proper chance in the league because I think I think the left back in front of him is doing really really well and you know when it it's, it's, it can be really tough for managers to throw in sort of a lone player in the first time and it can be tough for a lone player to adapt and I think either way it's, it's an experience which he'll learn from and arguably it's you know it, it could be better if well you can look at it in some ways if, if he had stayed around for six months in the PL2 and then gone out and loan in January I think a January loan can be a really risky and I'll get onto that later mm-hmm. um Whereas you could look at it in the other way and say, okay, at least he had the six months of experience of trying mm-hmm. some, uh, trying out a new experience, new manager, new way of playing, seeing how league football is, and then he can make another decision in January. Does he mm-hmm. want to, you know, get six months of playtime guaranteed, which he would get in the PL2? Does he want to look abroad? Does he want to go on another loan to League One, maybe drop a level to League Two? So I, I, I quite like sort of the initiative they took, and yes, it didn't work out, um, but who knows what can happen? You know, I think there's a chance that maybe you could see him training with the first team in a few days with mm. Malo Gusto is really the only option at right back with Reese James injured, Cucurella is out, Ben Chirwell still isn't fully fit and has returned to training um, and Levi Cobble could do with some centre-back minutes, you know. I'm not saying you start him every Premier League game, but we've got opposition against Preston and twice against Middlesbrough. Yeah. Um, I think if you chuck to someone like a Zach Soto, Dylan Williams in there, you're not really going to see that much of a downgrade. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, maybe they're, they're banking on that chance. So who knows? I think there's one to keep an eye on and maybe could see some late movement with Zach towards the end of the window. Um, mm-hmm. And then with Alex, it, it, it's a really interesting one. As you said, I'd, when he signed, I, the only thing I'd heard about him was that he impressed in the game where he played against Charlton in a friendly with Ngola Kante mm-hmm. next to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mm-hmm. as far as I'd heard. And then, um, yeah, and then he came in and I was actually at his debut game where he was playing in pre-season. I can't remember, it may have been Aldershot or one of them. And he was so impressive with sort of his off the ball work and on the ball he looked fine and I, I from then on I think he's actually been probably our best PL2 player this season and that's been reflected in sort of his performances um, in the PL2 and then being called up to the first team so much Pochettino has said really good things about him 
Um, and overall, I've been really impressed. As you said, um, sort of when we make signings in academy at the academy level around, you know, under 18s or under 21s, I'm like, oh, are they really going to be good enough? Are we better off just promoting someone from within? Or mm-hmm. is it just someone we've bought to, to fill out a body? But he's really completely sort of changed my perspective on that. He's, he's really smashed it as soon as he's come in. And yeah, I think a championship loan is was really the right level for him. Um, again, I was speaking to someone about this yesterday, and it's a sort of similar situation to Alfie, which will come on later. But there is that risk of going out on loan now because you could argue there's this one side of the argument that okay, he is two or three games away from potentially breaking into this Chelsea team yeah. and, and actually staying and, and having a proper influence. But I think in terms of his overall progression as a footballer, in terms of making it as a footballer, I think the loan move is probably correct because. As you say, Huddersfield Town, you look at the table, you see 21st, you're like, oh, blimey. And I think if it was someone like Charlie Webster or someone like perhaps in back of the few years, Lewis Bay, I'm giving an example of these Chelsea produced midfielders. They're a lot more, I'm not saying Alex isn't technically gifted, but their main game is what they do on the ball. And mm-hmm. if, the, if the team isn't having the ball, it can be so, so frustrating for these players. Yeah. Whereas someone like Alex, as much as he is good on the ball, I think what shines out about him is his work off the ball. It's his duels he wins. It's his sort of mentality and passion he has. So I think in that sense, it's not the end of the world. And the fact that he would have had two or three clubs really pushing for him and the fact that he's chosen Huddersfield despite them being that low, I think is a, is a good sign that he you know, he is going to get minutes and that's what we can pray for. Um, so yeah, he's certainly one I'm going to keep an eye on. We have a, a couple of guys in the championship now. Um, and a couple of guys in the league one, so it is going to be interesting. Yeah. I think, yeah. Well, no, I was I just going to say, we've, we've had a lot of joy with Huddersfield on loan. I know it, 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 you, t- you have to take everyone as their own merit, and they, they all have to do well, and it's not, you just go to that club and you're going to do well, but I've got, I'm not as worried as going to other clubs where we've had past and they've just never played and you kind of worry. That's given me a bit of, and as you said, the, the fact that he's, he's he's a midfielder that will get stuck in and he's probably going to be a player that's going to probably help Huddersfield in terms of defending a lead instead of, or defending a, a draw or whatever, instead of getting on the ball and making things happen. He's got a bit more about his game where, he might be more suited to this relegation battle and, and show his real key attributes, if you know what I mean, what makes him stand out a little bit different from what we've got in Cobham, if you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, I think I'm I'm, I'm very hopeful. Um, but until you see what happens, you can never predict how a loan's going to go. I could, I could sit here and say, this is going to be a great loan. We've, I've done that many times in the past. Um, many people have done that in the past. Um, I remember Billy Gilmore's loan to, you know what I mean? There's there's many times where you think this is perfect and then you see it and then you go. So I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed until we've seen it. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm strongly confident that he's got the right things that can really help this Huddersfield team do what they do and that's basically survival right now isn't it you, they, they probably didn't want to be in that situation when the start of the season but they're in this situation and that's what the type of midfielder they probably need and he, he takes the boxes for him I hope absolutely um and you mentioned this player before we'll move on to him now and his the confirmation of his loan tournament termination has just come in around half an hour to an hour ago um and that's Andre Santos um, okay 
I yeah, I mean I mean there's not much to say other than it's been an absolute shambles of a loan, hasn't it? Yeah, um I've got the stats down one start um in the well no one one appearance in the league, seven minutes. Yeah. It's it's just yeah, it's one of them it's one of them lawns he's made two appearances and one of them was a cup match where he played the whole match. But it's one of them lawns where you think, yeah, it's Premier League, yeah, he's he's gonna test himself in English football. But this is sadly how it is. There's managers that come in, there's people above him that want to buy players, and then he's looking at his team and going, "I've got 30 players." It's like it's like Chelsea last season, isn't it? And a bit like this season, where you you can't pick them all. And sadly, it's very hard to come into a league like the English league from Brazilian B league and just take it and start and be ahead of everybody else. So it's been a it's been a frustrating one because he's he's one that I, I I'll be honest again I didn't know anything about him until he, he he got signed and then I did my my usual watching him in Brazil and matches and watching YouTube and stuff and getting my bit of a knowledge of him and I was really excited for him this this summer um, and then the loan and I was kind of excited but it's not worked out so I'm happy that he's returning I really am because again like Zach Serge it's I'm I'm happy that we're doing this in the fact that we we are recalling players when it's not going right instead of just going like it or lump it this is this is professional football and you've got to make your way through it because we can't be there to like help you if if we sell you one in the future you've got to get you've got to be able to push yourself back into the team and I get that but there comes a point where you are the parent club you are there to supposedly make them the best player that they can be. And if you're just putting them in that situation where they're not unha- they're unhappy, they're not settled, they're not playing, and you can pull them back into development squad and they can feel again, put the put the careers back in in the updated trajectory. It was kind of it reminds me of Harvey Vale last season in, in the fact that it just wasn't working. We couldn't loan him out again because of what we did at the start of the season. But it, it kicked him on and, and look what he's doing this season from it, if you know what I mean. It, it, he had to stay around, which was a, a bit of a shame because he probably was still ready for the loan. But it, it, it was good that we kind of went, this is not right, this is not working. And I, I'm hoping that we do that with a few more um, loanees, either pull them back or start to question these clubs because we can't just keep leaving them to just go, this is this is your loan, make it, make it best as you can because... Yeah, they come back even worse, don't they? And it's football is a hard game, and it, it, you can believe in yourself, and you can be be surrounded by people that believe in you. But when you're not getting picked, your confidence can go really downhill. And it's 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 in our best interest to kind of look out for these players. So I'm I'm kind of happy that he's he's been recalled, and it's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it, with him? But with the, these Olympics games that he's been picked in this month and You'd you'd ideally like him to kind of get his fitness, or we have a bit of a look around him this this couple of months, and then send him out on loan. But he's not going to be around here, so if we have a look at him this next week, and then he goes to Brazil, we can't really pick out the right move if, without like doing like a, a video call like me and you were doing. It's kind of it's a hard one, and it's it's a tricky one because once you've had one of these moves, loan moves. 
you can go and quickly in a, a downward trajectory if you have another bad loan move. So we need to really think really smartly about this with him and with Sturge because it can you can go on a real slalom, can't you, with a low, a bad loan move and another bad loan move, and then you're already you feel like you're two years behind the the projected expectation that everybody had on you um, and then that's really hard on themselves as well as the club and everything because it just gets harder and harder to kick yourself back up absolutely I think that's really well said and especially you know it's been well it's been reported that the, the club are doing the policy with the loan army that you've sort of got two years to prove yourself otherwise you're getting sold and that's even more added pressure for these guys because they know that you know I mean as much as I think a lot of them are just there to make it in football and you know a loan army a loan move can really help with that a lot of them do really want to play for this club and you know one as you said one one bad loan move can really just move things around and destroy things so we just have to hope you get it right with with Santos it's going to be really interesting just because as you say the the Olympic qualifiers really really does move things around because you know it's going to be hard for us to make a move if he's going off in the next few weeks but then also which club is really going to want to take him if he's if he's out for a month and a half or whatever and if he's not really around and then he went on much training time with them initially and then the end of season is going to be in a few months anyway so maybe it's best for him to to actually just play a sort of the role which Matos has been playing this season and I think actually Pochettino would have more faith in subbing on Santos than he would have had with Matos and Matos mm-hmm. has pretty much been making the bench every single game for a month and a half two months now so yeah. maybe there's a case for, for Santos to be sort of that starter in the 21s and then to move up to the first team when needed and you know we have these injury problems it seems like we're going to get them every single week so he's going to get his chances yeah. so I think in that sense that there is a real shot for for Andre to to stick around. Yeah, Chelsea. I know big clubs are very very good at buying and 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 quickly moving on, but Chelsea is a very quick based, and this could be his opportunity that he might never never ever get. If you know what I mean, because come the summer, Chelsea could easily go and buy another midfielder. That is, that's what's just happened to him. We bought him, and then we got Leslie, then we got Casado, then we got um, Lavia, and 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 the Zenzo as well. It's it's like he was he was brought in as a, a project kind of this upcoming world class player that was potentially, and in the space of twelve months, is he fifth fifth in line at the moment? Like this mm. is this is the fast beast. And this might be his chance to kind of prove himself from February to the summer to make himself into the squad because if Pochettino never gets to actually see him, um, he might say to, like like he's, he's said in the last couple of months, he wants tall midfielders. Maybe he wants someone even taller. We, we've just been linked to, to signing a Senegalese player that I don't know about, mm. but he's he's tall. He's do you know what I mean? There's it's just it's a fast beast, and there's Alex Matos, isn't there? He could go out on loan, do really well, and Pochettino says I've I've liked him, I've watched him, I've had him training with me. I'm going to give him the chance. And there's a mass, massive problem with Andre Santos in the fact that this is a tournament in January to February where if they win it, they're going to be in the pre. They're going to be in the Olympics in the summer, where that cuts his pre-season with Chelsea. So he's not got a chance to to prove himself in pre-season as much because they'll fly away and he'll be. I don't know what it'll be in between, but you know what I mean. There's going to be. He's going to have to have break in between it or whatever. He's going to be. 
So this could be actually his chance to actually prove himself because if he comes back in the summer and he's just played in Brazil again, they're going to be saying you've got to go have European football or whatever. And he might not be able to get a chance in pre-season. Like the, 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 the good players that we've got in this team and the players that are coming through, there's always another player that's two, three months away from getting a chance, isn't there? This is the, the horrible maybe factor of being at Chelsea that three months injury, you could be out of the team and never never see the team again. It's it's but this is this is football, isn't it? But yeah, this is this is why I think Matos is I mean Andres Santos is probably the best to for his career just maybe take a back with step and not just push and try and go on loan because as you said, there'll be only what, fourteen games of the championship ish left. He'll be it would maybe start in mid February training back end of February, then you've only got March, April, May to to do something, which is a short turnaround to then go away with Brazil potentially for the Olympics. Absolutely, that's a really good point. And I actually think your the point about yeah, if you're out for a few months and you can just be forgotten about it's something we may even be seeing right now with someone like Carly Chokomeka. I mean, yeah. to think about that, he's been out for now, I think two months or something, and he's gonna come back and you're like Okay, he was he was actually a, quite a regular starter for us in the Premier League before he got injured, and I thought I thought he was doing really well. And when you're coming back, you're like, oh, now where is he coming in the lineup? Because all mm-hmm. of a sudden we've signed Cole Palmer. All of a sudden Nkunku's back and fit. Mm-hmm. Gallagher is playing really well. Enzo and Concedo are one of the other options, and it's going to be really interesting. And okay, yes, you do need this sort of high level of competition and mm-hmm. you need these quality players and stuff, but. I think where people get that slightly muddled up is that that comes a lot more acceptable to the players when sort of players in front of them are either performing really well, which they are mm-hmm. at the moment, or secondly, you're sort of winning trophies and you're, mm-hmm. you you want to be part of that club. So somewhere like City, it's understandable if you're your second choice because one, you're going to get a, you're going to get game time because Pep rotates. He they're in a lot of competitions, and at the end of the day, you're winning trophies and being a, still being a big part of that. When you're somewhere at a club like Chelsea who aren't doing as well, seeing players in front of you you know similar age group similar sort of level of talent if they're playing in front of you that's going to annoy you if you know if they're if they're if they're perhaps not performing as well yet still playing in front of you that's going to annoy you as well so having a lot of talent and young talent is a is an idea which I think is a really good idea and you sort of do need it if you want to build towards the top but along the way there may be defaults and Santos may be victim of that and I hope Carney isn't but perhaps we may see that over the next few months as well um, so that's certainly one to keep an eye on Carney's situation over the next few years um, mm-hmm. you did mention this player before again and we are just going to move straight on to him and that's Harvey Vale um, mm-hmm. he yeah he's he's actually doing really well I will say that uh, recently, I, I have heard that unless there's any late changes, he will be staying at Bristol Rovers for the rest mm. of the season. I know mm. he does have a recall option in his contract in January. Um, but overall, yeah, um, how, how, what have you made of Harvey's line so far at Bristol Rovers? I've, I've, Harvey's one way, he's got a special place in my heart. Um, because I think, he's, I think he's very underrated for the player that he is and the, the talk he gets for him. He he was in the side with Chukameka when they won the World Cup England. Was it the World Cup or the Euros? Um, uh, the Euros. He was he was a big part of that. Yeah. Um, but there's other players that have obviously got chances and been given chances. And if Chelsea didn't buy Chukameka, Harvey Vale 
in a different type of environment, a different club, he probably would have been pushed into the team. This is the way Chelsea is. I'm not saying I'm, I'm unhappy about Chelsea buying Chuck and Michael. That's a, a new story. But Harvey Vale, I'm, I'm so happy that what happened to him last season and we're talking about Sturge coming back and Andre Santos coming back and Harvey Vale's season was just a terrible one last year. He went on loan to Hull. He was playing playing off the bench one or two times, getting two, three minutes here and there, and then playing for the under-21s where you knew he was... You don't want them to go out and loan to play under-21s. We go and sending them out on loan because they've already proven themselves too good for that kind of level. They need that next step. And then he came back and he kicked himself on and he got himself back up to a level where you could see his confidence growing again. He was getting back to match fitness. And I've been happy that he started off a bit slow and it was a bit, oh, left back. Oh, I'm not sure about that. But that's really, that, that I really like that, that he's kind of proven himself in a different position. He's proven himself, and now he's gone forward because it kind of proves that he's, he's happy to just, this is, this is, this is what I like about Cobham. It's, it's usually these footballers aren't just stick him in a hole and that's it. It's like Lewis Hall. Like, I know I'm going off it, but it's like midfielder, Everybody knows him a left-back just because he played for Chelsea as a left-back. But there's so many strings to his ball. Tino Livermento, everyone thought, just a right-back. He can only play his backup for Reese James. And now he's played at Newcastle left-back. And you're like, yeah, we, we knew yeah. that as Chelsea fans. People are saying that to Alex Matos. He's, he's only a, he's an attacking midfielder. I'm like, that is not... Who's told you that? This is not the player that I've seen. The, the, the stats, that he, the bits that he's got... And, Harvey Vale has proven this season that he's not just a attacking midfielder and you have to pitch in home as a tenant because he can't. He's not he's not rapid, you know, the this kind of you have to be really fast to play these roles on the wing and whatever. He's played in left back, been been compared to Ashley Cole by Joey Barton. Joey Barton's been let's not talk about Joey Barton. <laughs> yeah. But I'm happy that he's kind of proven himself and he's he's played 27, 27 times this season, 20 starts, and he's regularly playing 90 minutes now, which is the key thing where he's, he's now not looking at the sub-bench at 60th minute going, that's going to be my name, that's going to be my name. He's now made himself a, a player that's probably confident. Um, and I think that, I think that recall kind of clause in the contract was because of what happened last season and they just didn't want it to happen again because, as you say, two years, this this thing, what Chelsea are kind of doing, if it worked out for another six months and not failing, he only had six months to kind of take it up. So I'm happy that he's staying there, even though I think he could do a little bit better. But sometimes, do you want to rock the boat just to cause this... He's happy there. He's pro- I don't know if he's happy there, but he's playing there. So he's got to be at least happy with his game time after what happened last season. Um, maybe he thinks he can do better and stuff like that, but there's, there's a point where you, what happened to him last season, it's be- probably better to take the win of playing and um, being trusted to play 90 minutes. That's He's playing senior football now where I think next season he can really kick on and go, right, I can go up a league, right, I can really... Sure, this manager won't say you've only played 20 minutes here and there. He can really say, I've got a, a catalogue of what I can do. I can play a left back, I can play a left midfield, I can play a centre. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm really happy with his loan. Um, what, what are you thinking with it? 
Yeah, um, like you said, I think Harvey's a, a massive, you know, fan favorite of mine, and um, I actually do know him and his family really well. And I think after last year, as you said, that it was such a frustrating loan and at Hull City. I think he was still he was training quite well, just really couldn't get in the team and. It was difficult for him, and then he did really well in the PN2. And I think we we all knew coming into his line at Bristol Rovers that he was a bit too good for League One level. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just so important that he got playing mm-hmm. football and he got his name out there. And he's had a really, really good last few weeks. He's, you know, he got an assist in the 94th minute winner two matches ago. Last game, he got two assists, and I got told he, he could have yeah. got about four or five. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he's really pushing himself into And as you say, that the versatility is such a. It's such a good thing. Now, I actually made the point the other day that sometimes in terms of personal development of the players and the way actually fans perceive the players themselves, it can actually be a bit of a negative. And I used an example of um, Hudson-Odoi, for example. It was him playing right wing back and it wasn't, and it was Pulisic playing a left wing. It wasn't Pulisic playing right wing back and Hudson-Odoi left wing. It was Loftus-Cheek playing in these different positions. It was, you know, I can give countless examples yeah, of yeah. sort of players being moved around just to suit the team. And there's two things about that. I think for them, personal development, it's always good to learn a new position and things like that. But I think these common players are good enough in their own positions and they do want to prove themselves there. Yeah. Um, but I think with someone like Harvey and going out on loan, I, it was, it's really interesting. I, I remember last season I was chatting to so many different people about Harvey and you, we, everyone had a different opinion on where his best position was. Someone, mm-hmm. an agent who sort of knew him and wanted to watch him since around 13, 14 said, oh, he's best as a sort of a left inside eight. I was saying, oh, he's best as a 10. If, uh, England, he's captain where he plays left wing back, but then he can also play right wing for England. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, 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 all, it's all these big things which a player have. And, and Harvey has you know, a lot of quality about him. He's got one of the best crosses I think I've actually seen common player produce. Um, and he's this very, just a, this very, very intelligent player. So I think him playing on the left-hand side so regularly for, for Bristol Rovers is a massive bonus. At the moment, he is playing in this left-wing back row. I think perhaps the next step in the next six months will be, can he move into that front three? Yeah. Um, but either way, I'm, I'm sure he'll be thinking, you know, if if Chelsea consider going to a back five next season, even if he gets more minutes at the left back, you know, is there a, is there a chance for him to potentially get into the team? But yeah. I think, yeah, I think in terms of him next season as well, a championship loan would be would be the ideal place for him. And I think that's actually the reason why I think initially if at the beginning of the loan, I would have said, OK, if he does well at Bristol Rovers for six months, call him back and send him up to, to championship for January to July. But I think I've actually changed my mind now. I think you're best probably just keeping him there for the whole season, because either way, if he, if he has a good next few months into the championship level, which is a risk because, you know, you're sending him to a new team, new training, new manager. Even if he does have a good few months, you're probably still going to send him to the championship yeah, next year. Maybe a team a bit, a little bit above, but it's still going to be the, the championship kind of level. where Exactly. Yeah. Whereas if, you know, if he has a good 12 months now in League One and he's constantly playing, you're almost guaranteeing a championship loan next yeah. season. Um, so I think in the, in the long run, him, him staying around could be, you know, is the right idea. It's, it's so hard and I'm sure it was so hard for them to make the decision because I'm sure his agent and him and his, his family knew that he was a, a championship type of level player. But as you say, and we both say, like, it's, it's their career and... A, a 12 months not playing as much as possible, you have to sometimes take them sacrifices and drop down further than you want to go just to get that momentum again, just to get that belief in yourself, get managers believing in yourself again. And yeah, the, 
going going to another team in January, he's got to train with a whole new team, probably playing completely different formation. There's going to be somebody that's in his position that, yes, they might not fancy him, but he's been playing for the first six months of the season. So he's going to know the tactics, he's going to know this and that. So it's very hard to just get into there and take off. Um, where at least he's feeling very, very comfortable right now at Bristol, getting 90 minutes. Ideally, yes, we'd both like to see him in the championship right now. But there's worse, there's worse loans right now across the board, not just at Chelsea, around the world. And he's 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 actually playing. He's got he's got the most assists for all our loanees at the moment this season. He's got two goals. It's not. I don't think it's the after last season. It's the perfect time to just rock the ball just just to go up a level where you probably expect him to be at that level next season anyway, whatever happens. And if he goes out into the championship and he doesn't play and he doesn't kick on, does he have to drop back down again? And that is another, like, kick in the teeth, isn't it? If you know what I mean? Because Chelsea will be looking at him going, right, you've had two seasons and you're still at League One. You know what I mean? Like, so I think this is, I think this, for me, if I was an advisor, I'd say champion, a championship is just too much of a risk. His, his, his level's good enough. Too much of a risk right now to just jump away from Bristol that are playing him and, do, and he's, yeah, he's learning. He's learning that I'm happy with it. Absolutely. I think that's that's really good on Harvey. And another player sort of in his age group um, who hasn't had as much of a fun time is Charlie Webster. He is out at Heerenveen in the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, he's one who I think, you know, I've, I've spoken to a few Millwall fans and they are saying they are interested. They, they, they could do with a midfielder. And obviously because Joe Edwards is at Millwall, mm. uh, his assistant Andy Myers knows Charlie very very well yeah. I don't know yeah your, your thoughts on yeah calling back Charlie and, and potentially sending him to somewhere like Millwall the start of the the start of Charlie Webster's loan I was looking and thinking Charlie Webster in that league it'd be really great for him and that might have been because of old ones of like Josh McEachern and Lewis Baker at Vitesse and that kind of where they can kick the ball and play the ball and, and Charlie Webster. You, we know what what Charlie Webster's about and what he can do. And it also meant, at the start of the loan, I was looking at him going, Mason Mount never got like the start straight away and it was take off. I'm just going to leave it and see if he has to settle in and get him. You, you, sometimes you've got to grind yourself into these teams and it's, it's a new league. He's got to adapt to how these teams are playing. So I, I took it at the start and it was like, okay, he's not he's not playing. He's got to work his way into the team, just accept it and just wait for it. You can't just expect all these common players to just go out on loan and that's it. They're into the, these teams. It's different. It's They're all different and they're all fighting for different things. So, But yeah, I, I'd, I'd recall he's just not playing. He's played six times he started one he scored in that game and I think he got sent off in it as well it was a bit of a yeah it was it was yes right okay like so he he got himself he proved himself he got sent off and that that can that can hurt you somebody else can come in because you've been suspended and man you goes right you've been sent off blah 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 don't think it was a sending off to be honest um after watching it but these are the things and yeah I think he I think he could do really well in in that league but 
there comes a point playing 105 minutes and you're halfway through a season. This is a good time. Like with with Harvey Vale, at least he's playing. So this is just not. And as you said, with Joe Edwards and he's doing well and just this little connection, you think he he could really use somebody that knows him, put his arm around him, a bit like Frank Lampard with Tamori and Mason Mount at Derby, that kind of you get me, you know how you can get me ticking, you know how to play a team and this will work for me perfectly. I think it'll tick everyone's box so well that I'd be really happy with that. Um, and I'm really happy, just on a side note, that how, how well Joe Edwards is doing because another one coach coming through our system and, and proving that his style and Cobham's style of football can work in the senior game, so I'm really happy with him. But yeah, I'd, I'd return Webster. What about yourself? What were you, what were you thinking, Ruchala? Yeah, I was exactly the same as you as in the terms of I was looking Mason's at the tests and I was like, okay, we can give him to around November, December, see if he gets in the team and decide from there. And I think a lot has been made about how Mason didn't get into the team for a few months and then one game just clicked and everything went on from there and he was their yeah. player of the year at the end. But I think, yeah, with Charlie, it's just not looking like it's going to be that way, I, I believe their their chief scout or someone was a, someone who's former former Chelsea, and that's a big reason for why he went there and why they they knew about Charlie. Um, but I think it just yeah, it just hasn't worked out. Um, I, I I sort of tweeted about him a few days ago, and I got a response saying that they actually loaned in another player straight after Charlie, and he's actually been the one starting all that game since. So I think it's just been one of those players cases where they just. Have have too many midfielders and he he's not really getting into the team and it, it may best just be best to call him back if we can call him back I, I'm I'm hoping that we do actually have that option, um, and yeah if we could I don't I think Championship I think again ideally if you if you look at someone like Harvey Vale or Ben Elliott in League One you think okay Charlie can probably should probably go around League One but I think when you've got someone like Joe Edwards in the Championship who's got Andy with him who knows Charlie and okay I don't think Charlie would start every game I'm not saying I don't follow Millwall situation that much and I I would suspect mm-hmm. he wouldn't be starting every single game but even if it's just getting 20 minutes off the game off the bench at the beginning and then pushing himself into the team later on. Um, could be could be really really big for him and a lot better than what's been going on now. I'm sure the experience of going out to a new country, learning you know how to cook for yourself, how to do all the things for yourself, and new manager, new language is is would be really good for him. But I also have my you know I'm also sure it'd be really really difficult for him as well not being mm-hmm. on the football pitch. And I think he's a player as you said, as we all know, is so talented on the ball. Um, he he needs to have a team which can can take it around and on the same wavelength, and you're going to see the best of him. And I I think the championship. Is would be a challenge for him, but I think it's a challenge he'll do well at. So I think yeah, it's it's definitely an option for him. Um, and if not, I'd be more than happy for him going to League One as well. So it's it's just going to be interesting to see what happens with Charlie, and I just hope yeah, I hope it all works out. Um, his contract actually was, I think, going to be expiring. Maybe the summer or the next summer, but I'm assuming that he he did have an option before he option went out on loan. Option for another. They never they never from what I what I know they, they never activated it, and it was kind of I see how you get out, do on loan, and then we'll. So we'll is his contract start. expiring this summer or next summer? This summer, but they've got the option. They've got to, the option. They've got the option to activate, it, but I think they they both wanting to both parties wanting to see what happens and and take it from there, which. In the past, I would have been really unhappy about, but I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of happy that the club are not just pulling these players back. In the past, it was 
if you had less than a year contract, she wasn't going on loan unless you signed a new long-term deal. And this put the players where they would go, right, so if I go out on loan, I've signed a new deal and this can get me playing elsewhere, but then I'm tied down for three, four years at this club where I don't think I'm ever going to get a chance. And that that's, or do I just sit out and not play for a year? And that was kind of happened with like Dom Solanke back in the day and a lot of other players were, it was pretty horrible to to witness where you knew this player was really, really good and you don't you didn't hold it against him not to sign a new deal, if you know what I mean, because to the players that we had, the players that we'd always sign, like the chances of a, a, a Dom Solanke just making it into the first team was very, 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 very slim. Mm. Um, so I understood it. So I'm, I'm happy that the club are kind of, not holding these play back and going right. You're on this contract and you have to do this and you have to do that. And it, it makes it makes sense for everybody where he, he can go. I know it's 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 not great that he doesn't know what he's what's going to happen in the summer, but he's still got his his options open. Um, whatever happens, and and yeah, it's what's harder about these these loans for a Charlie Webster is like. A lot of these players go from, well, the common players go from Chelsea to an English club. So if they're not playing and they're not doing well, the family can go and visit them. I know it's then we're we're living in 2024 now, where families can easily go over there. But he's fending for himself for the first time, but he's also fending for himself and not being in the team where he's been around the common environment for for many many years. If you know what I mean, where he's had that that eco backup system to to help him through the difficult times. Yes, we've got a loan army team that kind of is there to, to help them, but there's only so much. They, they don't want to be the, the 17, 18, 19-year-old players where they don't want a, a, a Carlo Cudicini living at the house going, come on, lad, come on, eat your breakfast, whatever. Yeah. But these are the things in life where you've got to, it's, it's, it's harder to not be in the team, but also away from family, away from a country. So, maybe bringing him back into the England game and, and maybe even if he wasn't playing in England, at least he would have the a little bit of, okay, I'm not playing and I've got a Wednesday off. I can just go f- drive down two hours back down to London, see my family, go and see common people, blah, blah, blah. These are the, this makes it a little bit easier to not be playing. And that's where I think it's a little bit harder for Matt. I mean, Webster right now, um, he's away from... <clears throat> His family in, in Cobham. Um, but this is what you've got to do to be a footballer. And I'm sure he's, I'm sure it's not as bad as I'm making it out to be. But there's, 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 there's little bits. The humans out there, they're humans at the end of the day and they want to be footballers and they're not playing. Another player's came in, if you've, if, if what you've said, if another player's came in two days later on Lord and he's playing, you're just like, what was the point? And you get upset, you get frustrated, you're training every day and you're not playing. It's, it can, can have a massive knock-on effect, if you know what I mean, if you're living and you've not got your best friend or whatever around you to pick you up when you're down, it can become a slump and it might be good for him to just come back and get Charlie Webster in his head back to being Charlie Webster and then kick on because nobody wants it. Because if, if he stays there, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it being beneficial as much as he can't be handed handed it on a platter and you, you play because you're from Chelsea. I don't believe that, but Chelsea needs to look out for him and he's not playing. Is it the perfect loan for him? No, probably not. Like, so move on. 
move on and everybody kick on, hopefully. Absolutely. I think that's the, the best way to look at it. And as you say, I'm sure it's going to be very mentally draining. And especially as he was, you know, throughout his years at Chelsea, as you said, he was playing every single way, week. You know, he, he's been talked about for a long, long while. Mm-hmm. Um both by the media and by people around the club and you know he's a, he's a very talented footballer so I think yeah not playing will, will really frustrate him and I think it is best if he just comes back and, and reassesses his options again he's going to have clubs interested for him and even from from his perspective since he only has six months left on his contract it may be best to start looking for his next club already now mm-hmm. and and start thinking about okay if I'm is there really much point in I me mean, actually going out on loan six months ago and if I'm going to, move, going to move anyway in six months, let me just try and settle down in a new club. I mean, just using an example, I've just it's actually because uh, we're going to talk about next players also at there, but Pierre Ecoua, um mm-hmm. who's playing, who was a former Chelsea player, I don't think many would have really known about and mm-hmm. that had that high hopes for him. All of a sudden, he's playing so regularly and he, he's yeah. been a, a real standout and... I think something like that is going to be best if you just maybe settle at another club, just play minutes, get used to manager, and all of a sudden, you know, things can change around so quickly. Um, but yeah, that that moves us lastly onto the last sort of academy player I did want to talk about before we move on to 21s and 18s and all of that stuff. But but Mason Burstow um, mm. is on loan at Sunderland, and I think he had a he had a strong start in terms of in terms of the amount of minutes he was getting. Um, but that that's really been de- decreasing over the last few months. I do believe their new manager, Michael Beale, um, he 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 said some quotes a few days ago, and he he is keen to keep Mason around. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you had any thoughts on on him potentially coming back. I tweeted last month that he was one that I was keeping my eye on, and like if I was Chelsea, I'd look at not. Definitely recall. There's, there's obviously there's, there's times where you have to talk to these managers. Managers change as it has, and things can flip very quickly. But I don't think he's still not got a goal for them, and that can really kill a, a player's confidence, especially at a team like Sunderland, where they're a, they're a team that's right now not where they want to be. But as a team and as a fan base and stuff like that, the the aim very high, if you know what I mean. And if a player, a striker, even more so, is coming into your club and playing and not scoring, let's let, let's be honest. Right now at Chelsea, the players, if they don't score for three, four weeks, the fans are right on them. Um, yeah. It's happening with the players right now with us, and it's 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 across the board, and it's it's a very hard position to play, isn't it? It's it's kind of. Look what happened with Dom Solanke. He 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 left us and he went to Liverpool. Couldn't score. Confidence was gone. Everyone was saying he was rubbish. Happened with Tammy Abraham. Good. And it's it's very hard to become a, a consistent goal scorer from youth football to senior football. Um, I still think he's a really 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 good footballer, and I think he's got. I think he's got a really good career in the game. Um, I'd recall him. I'd recall him, um, unless the manager is really saying this, but like the belief and he's, he's actually going to get it out of him, et cetera, et cetera. But the last month or so, I've seen him be on the bench way too often and not playing. And again, I'd, I'd rather him be around. Like the, the fact that, he he was around the first team just before he went out on loan. He got his debut for Chelsea, 
we're going to send, well, Jackson's gone to AFCON and Cuckoo's just back. Broho's just back from an injury. Washington, we don't know what's going to happen with him. So Burstow, is he above but Washington in the type of Pochettino's plans, if you know what I mean? Could he come back and play or get a bit of a chance in Chelsea's first team for the January? And then we'll assess it like, I know that means he couldn't go out and loan again, but um, even if he's on the bench and we never use him, I, I just think it's gone on too long now. I think it's been two, three months where he's not been out of the team. Yes, the manager's changed. And I just feel like the fan base, I don't know fully, but I've had a bit of a search on social media and it doesn't look like the fan base is fully behind trusting Burstow to go back into the team and actually kick on. Like So it's it's always a, a very uphill battle when that happens, when the fan base is already... If you get a 10-minute cameo and they just call you crap straight away, it's, it's a very uphill battle because... These things affect these young players. They, they finish a match, they walk out of the stadium and then everyone's saying, Burst, are you your X, Y, Z? It, it affects them. So, um, yeah, I'd recall him. Um, started off really well in terms of playing time, but he's tailed off and he was doing really well. Him and Sturge was the two that I, I really, really thought was do, ready for the next step. Um last season in the development squad when I was watching the back end of matches. Um, so I think he's ready for the loan, but it comes it comes a time where you have to just take stock and say enough's enough. Um, and he'll be one now again. I, he was on my eyes a couple of months ago, but he's just gone on too long unless the manager tells the club and, and he really believes in him, then I'd maybe kind of let him keep him for a bit longer, if you know what I mean, because who knows, like, we could have another club set up for the back end of January to go out on loan, but we could give him, give Sunderland another week or so to kind of prove to us that he is in their plans, if you know what I mean, before we pull the pub completely, but he is somebody that's definitely on my radar of somebody that I'd recall, if it doesn't change. Yeah, although, yeah, I think you raised a good point, although the rule has just... I think it's the rule is still in place, and you 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 sort of uh, got me thinking about it. But he would have played for two teams this oh, yeah. season, right? Yeah. So because yeah. he came on against West Ham for Chelsea, um, yeah. and he's played for Sunderland, so he actually I don't think would be able to go out on loan against yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the same thing what happened to Harvey Vale, yeah. So it, it might not be a great idea to recall him unless mm. we make a lot of space in the first team for January while Jackson's away, and then. The development squad, who knows, some of the strikers might leave and then it leaves an opening. It's not it's not ideal. It's not ideal, but look what's happened with Harvey Vale. Is it more beneficial to come back and get that confidence than that? And, you know that. So he goes into the summer with that that kind of I'm that guy kind of feeling, if you know what I mean, instead of a full season going further, further headspace and not believing in himself and managers and clubs not believing in him because he's not played and yeah um yeah it's an interesting one it is an interesting one now he's played and i've just remembered mm. yeah he's played for chelsea um i, I hate that i hate that rule i understand <laughs> i hate i hate it at the same time because it, it but i hate it i hate it so much from a point of view of a chelsea fan and sometimes they play as much as i really was so happy that he played and stuff 
yeah. when it comes to January and you think, okay, this is the next move. Oh, no, he can't do it. Harvey Vale, yeah, you've played for under-21s in a EFL <laughs> Trophy Cup and you can't now play senior football. It's like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating for these footballers crazy that they can't move on and, and kick on in the careers, especially when they're going down to these other clubs. I understand it when it's like these big, big, big players and they're kind of helping one team do really, really well and they're then yeah. helping another team. But when it's these players that are doing so, they're not playing and they're getting recalled because they're not playing and we're trying to help the careers to stop the career and say, okay, six months, you have to go back to under 21's football. It's a bit of a shame. But um, playing dev squad is not is not the worst than training with the first team if if that opportunity comes around that's not the not the worst we're not sat here i don't think we're sat here right now both of us and saying this is going to be our center forward for the upcoming it's right now in our squad um as much as i like bro as much as i like and cuckoo and jackson there's still question marks across the fan base of who's who who's going to be that guy and are we going to buy somebody else so it might not be the worst to kind of come in and brain around these players um, and who knows injuries as you know becoming very frequent at Chelsea that he might he might get another chance in the first team um, like he did at the start of the season no exactly I think I think it's just one we're going to have to keep an eye on I think initially when you know before before he went out alone I was saying okay I personally would have sent him to league one level but I think in sort of his camp's mind and his mind he would have been like okay I came here from Charlton where I was already doing well in the League One. I've then had a season of developing at Chelsea and I've made my Premier League debut. I think Championship would be right for me. So I can I can get the thinking behind moving to the Championship, um, but it, it just hasn't worked out, I'm sure, for, for many reasons. And, you know, I think we all know he's a player who just wants to get on the score sheet and he he his overall play is really good as well. And we just haven't really seen him get minutes in the last few months. So, yeah, the, the playing twice, playing for two teams a season is frustrating in that sense. So it will be interesting to see what happens. I suspect he will actually just end up staying and try and prove and mm. Michael Beal wrong and, and get him back into the lineup. But but who knows? That's something to keep an eye on. Um, I'm just going to end that for the sort of the lone army players. I'll just quickly just do a summary of some other random players. Uh, Ted Kurd was alone at Hashtag United. I believe he should be back about now. And it's perfect time. I think he can play in the FA Youth Cup um, this season. I think he is eligible to play. Um, so that would be really good to have him back for that competition, which, you know, our next round is in a couple of weeks. Uh, Teddy Sharman Lowe is another goalkeeper who started starting for his team, but then hasn't really got back into it. He's on loan at Bromley, and yeah, he's one who potentially we could recall, but our goalkeeper situation is such a mess at the moment. We have about eight goalkeepers at the moment, so I really don't know what we plan to do with that. Uh, I believe Slonina is doing pretty well and playing. Um, I'm sure you can update me at that at the end. But yeah, Bashir Humphreys as well. He's starting a lot of games for Swansea, both at centre-back and right-back. He's impressing and doing really well in the Championship. Uh, Tino Andrin is sadly injured um, and it feels like we are saying the same story over and over again. He's such yeah. a talented player, but the injuries just aren't working his way. And the whole point he went to League One was to just guarantee football. Um, we all know sort of he's a he's like Harvey, pretty much a Championship-level talent at the moment, but it just hasn't worked out for injuries. And I just hope when he comes back, he can back, get back into the side. Um, and lastly, yeah, Cassidy is doing... Well, at Leicester, he hasn't really started that many games as of recent, but he's sort of getting, coming off the bench a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. starting games, getting goals and assists, getting back into the play. So, again, I'm not too bothered with that. Load. And similarly with Amari Hutchinson as well at Ipswich, um, he's sort of playing, he's definitely coming off the bench every single game. He's starting a few here and there. He's getting mm-hmm. goals and assists where he can. Again, he's 
you know, they're both at the top of the league of the championship, which is almost as good as, as, good as I'd say, like a, a bottom level sort of Premier League loan. Um, so in that sense, I'm happy they're getting minutes and I'm sure they'll, they'll just keep trying to push into the team a bit more. And yeah, really the last player I wanted to talk about was, oh, sorry, yeah, Dion Rankin as well. He's He had a, an injury, we put him out for two a month or two, but he's again started pretty much every other game at right wing back. He scored his first professional goal recently um, and he's doing well. And then I think Diego Moreira is one player who actually isn't getting that many minutes either. But yeah, I don't know if you had any final thoughts on, on our loan army. Um, Dacho Fofana, that's one. That one's not really yes. working out. We all, well, I expected them to kick on again from last season and the, the fighting relegation. Uh, now out the Champions League, obviously they had Napoli and Real Madrid in the group. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't very easy. But he wasn't. He, he seems to have fallen out with the manager, getting subbed off and kicked off and got. Um, fine for it and out the team and they're not happy with his work ethic and stuff. It doesn't seem to be working out with him. Uh, yeah, Bashir Humphrey's doing well. Uh, Morea not playing. That's that that's one what I'm not I'm not really happy about as in like he's taking up one of them them mm. spots where Andre Santos could go out potentially to a, a really good side which we we kind of burn that bridge. Yes I'm Andre Santos was already out on loan by that point, but it felt like that was a perfect chance for us to take him to Europe and then bring him back to England. Um, I felt like Andre Santos could have been perfect in in Portugal for a year and then come back to England and tried the Premier League or whatever. So Murray is one where it's frustrating me because we've obviously got Kepper out on loan and we've got Ziyech out on loan. These are players that are taking up not these foreign places, which the, 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 loan, the loans are getting even more complicated as it goes on because these these new rules where you can't send these players out. But yeah, Rankin's doing well. Um, Teddy's not playing. Um, he played in the cup match a couple of weeks ago, got a clean sheet, but not been playing. Selena, I was really kind of happy about this in terms of yes he's going to get minutes but I'm seeing that he's conceding three like three goals nearly every game which is yes he's getting tested which I like but there comes a point where you go okay can we do something else do you know what I mean is, is there a, a next step hopefully there's a next step because I think he, he could easily go to the championship and that could be like one of our European our foreign loans gone and he's going chesting himself in the championship or do you know what I mean that I think whether we could test him um, a bit better. Um, and that's it, really. Yeah, we've gone over the other ones, really, that I wanted to go about. Um, yeah, no. still still watching Lewis Hall, sadly, <laughs> with 0.1% with zero, zero, zero hope. That it yeah. But I know, I, know I'm just, I know I'm just stringing myself along to be upset when it's, all, it's just been confirmed in the summer. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still hoping that, okay, he's not playing again. Okay, he's not playing again. Okay, he's playing 2 0 Livermento in front of him. Okay, hopefully. Oh, he's, 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 oh, they're getting linked to Andre Santos on loan. Okay, does that mean that Hall's coming yeah. back? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing some assaults in the head trying to make uh, Lewis Hall back here. But if Lewis Hall came back, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sad because I, I really want him to be a midfielder, but the amount of players we've signed in midfield, I understand why he, he, he looked at it and went, why sign yeah. him? Deal. Okay, you didn't want me to go to Crystal Palace or whatever happened with Crystal Palace. 
you understand what I'm like from his point of view and his camp's point of view okay let's try and get a permanent move or whatever and, and let's, let's roll with it these families supposedly a Newcastle fan so I understood it but yeah that's all I wanted to talk about Cassidy actually played full 90 minutes last match he, he started which was which is promising um, mm. yeah it's I think it's re- I'm really happy about that mo- long move because I was kind of excited about it but until you've seen it actually happen um, yeah he's, he's not let's not say he's starting and he's 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 a mainstay and all the fans are saying but he's He's got he's he's done enough this half of the season to really kick on this next season where I think he can in a side what's got the right quality in the team where he can really shine and the manager's really got a, a style of play where everybody's really going into the next level where I think it could be really good for him this second season where I can see him having a really good chance in pre season here. Um but the amount of midfielders we've got when we've got people like Carney and Hutchinson and Vale and whatever, there's very hard to see which ones actually stay around and actually, yeah. But he's 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 doing well. Hundred um, percent. It's getting dark outside. That's because we've gone for absolutely ages. So I I will <laughs> I will quickly go over to the twenty ones and just discuss the players on the low key. Um, I think the big one actually we, we should talk about is Alfie Gilchrist and he's sort of had this breakthrough into the, the Chelsea first team last two games with these five to ten minute cameos coming on in the last few minutes and he's actually really sort of united the fan base and sort of the mm-hmm. love for a, a player like him. Um, yeah, it's a difficult one for Alfie, isn't it? Because you're thinking, OK, if he's getting cameos, there's a, there's a you know, there's a feeling, you know, you probably should stick around, but then there's also the feeling, is he better off just getting 90 minutes somewhere else? Yeah, it's it, it's really good right now. Really good factor. But if you went two weeks back and he was making the bench or not well being with the squad and not making the bench and there was two goalkeepers on the bench, I'm sure his camp would have looked at it a lot different. Um, and in the next two weeks, Trevor Chalaber could be back. He could be on the bench. And it could be in two months' time, it could be a lot different from him where he goes, why did I stay around? Yes, we all know he's, he's really at that level now where the first team first team is senior football is definitely his level now. Um, dev squad would be a shame for him to just sit the rest of the season. And a couple of weeks ago, I would have said, yeah, get him out on loan. Um, but he's played the last two Hopefully Pochettino has seen something in him. And tr- uh, the fact that he's trusting him in when it's one goal in it, that's that's really promising. But yeah, there's Trevor Chalaber just around the corner. There's Wesley Fafana that's coming back. We're getting linked with centre-backs. It's It, it, it doesn't mean that Arthur Gilchrist should just stall and hopefully just wait and hope that he gets another cameo because... We could be sitting here at the end of the season going, he should have gone on loan. He's only played 12 minutes of senior football since. And then people are going, he's good, but he needs a loan. Well, let's let's loan him out now and let him kick on. So it's a, it's a hard one. It's a hard one for me to say, yes, he should go on loan or yes, he should stay. I'm 50-50 and, and both. It, it depends on what clubs are interested, what the manager thinks, what he thinks. Um, but yeah, it depends on what happens with Thiago Silva. Does he go back to Brazil? Does Trevor Chalaber leave? Does Wesley Fofana need until the end of the season to be back? 
does Baddy Shield keep getting injured? Do we not buy a centre-back? And then it's, yes, definitely keep him. But there's too many unknowns right now um, because we, we all thought that Trevor Chalaber was definitely probably going to leave. Definitely yeah. probably. That doesn't make sense. But <laughs> we all thought, the back end of the, the window, we all thought he was definitely going to go to yeah. Bayern Munich and it was only a matter of time. And then it just stalled and then he said no to Nottingham Forest and he stayed around and then he's injured. And you've got these players. Pochettino's not going to just ignore Chalaber to be on the bench. Um, for Alpha Gilchrist as much as he likes Alpha Gilchrist. If Chalaber's back fit, I'm sure Pochettino will want to play him. Even if the the the, the club don't want to play him or don't want him around, Pochettino's going to look at it as, these are my players that are in my squad and I'm going to play with them. Like what's happening with Gallagher, it doesn't seem like the club are fully invested in his career forever. But Pochettino seems invested in this guy's around. He's available all the time. I know what I'm going to get. He's my captain. Will, Ch- Will Chilwell and James are out the team. So that could happen with Chalabur and then Gilchrist's time is 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 done for. And who knows? Chalabur could say in January, no, I'm going to wait until the summer because the clubs that are interested in me don't take my fancy. I fancy a, an Italian club and they've not got the money or whatever, whatever. Until he's gone. Gilchrist's chances, as much as it is now, it, it, it could be gone. It could be gone in, mm. in a couple of weeks. Who knows? Chalabur could be training this week and make a shock bench appearance on Preston and then play against Middlesbrough in the cup. Who knows? Yeah, so it's it's hard for him. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think you're right. Trev, Trev should be returning, I think, to full team training sometime this week. And, you know, he's he's been out for a few months. He's had, I think, three. he's done his hamstring three times now. Um, and, you know, they were. I think they, they were contemplating doing surgery, but they decided not to. And they're going to see how it goes with Trev. But as you said, I think as soon as both of them are on the bench, I think it's pretty clear who Pochettino is going to be subbing on yeah. uh, in the last few minutes. So in that sense, I think Alfie should really be thinking about going out. Um, Nizar Kinsella came out this morning saying uh, he has a lot of clubs interested in him. And I do know actually a lot of people on yesterday on from Millwall's side were saying that Alfie could actually join them. But... It does sound like for now we are not letting him leave. I, th- I don't know whether we're waiting for Trev and wanting Alfie to play the the Preston game or something like that. Mm. Um, but again, I, I suspect that is a move which we could actually see happen in the in the last week or two of, of the January transfer window. Yeah, um, we, we've got we've got three team three games against Championship teams this this January yeah. and two games in the Premier League where. Worst came worst comes to worst, he's not in the team back end of the window, then you go and you, you get all these clubs, hopefully, talking to him, making sure which decision is the best. Um, and he can stay around because the chances might come in these next few weeks where he can get five, six games in, under his belt in the senior team. And that just helps him just even more because even more clubs might be looking at him because I'm sure a lot of clubs have looked at him and gone, oh, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's really good. And then then two cameo appearances, just the the fight, the hunger, more clubs will be like, okay, who is this guy? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if, if he starts against Preston, does well against a championship team, he does well against Middlesbrough, that could open up instead of being a League One team, it could be definitely a championship team. And it could be, there's, I don't think there's a rush to send him out on loan. If, if he was playing Premier League football and it was against City, against City and um, Arsenal and the cup, cup matches, 
and his chances of actually playing was very slim, then I'd understand them kind of going, OK, get out on loan now and kick on and have six, well, five months out on loan. But right now, I don't think there's a rush when we've got three three games against championship teams what, mid-table. I think there's a chance where, he, at the very worst, he can make the bench and come off the bench. And then we, we see it the last week or two weeks of the window. Um, yeah. What clubs are interested in and take it from there. Um, because we'll know more about what's happening with Chalobah. And if Thiago Silva wants to go back to Brazil um, and finish his career in there. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I keep him around for now. There's no, mm. there's no reason to rush that loan. Especially after two cameo appearances where he's done well. He's confidence is high. Pochettino's trusted him in two very, very tight games where we was on the ropes and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have expected Pochettino to use him to be honest. And I wouldn't have mm. I wouldn't have if I was manager, I'm not sure under the pressure that Pochettino's under right now, I'm not sure I would have used him. And this is from this is from <laughs> youth. Yeah. Um, I would have been a bit worried like that that fact when two, three years ago Billy Gilmore came on and we kind of lost the game and it was all Billy Gilmore's fault, what's he blah blah blah. And the, you can't you, sometimes it's horrible to throw these players in and make them do this. So I'm surprised if if Pochettino was nobody was kind of saying Pochettino out or whatever and he he, he was everybody was back, backing him like Tuchel was back in mm. eighteen months ago. And he, he he didn't bring him on or brought him on. I would have been like, oh, I would have been a bit more unhappy because he was kind of he had a free reign kind of thing. But Pochettino right now there was a lot of pressure on him, and we was definitely on the ropes of both matches where I was yeah. like, oh god, I'm just looking at the time. It was it felt like Munich at times. So I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. it was like away against Luton with three nil up. How I like this, but and he brought him on. He brought him on. So that was really really. Positive in the in the Cobham kind of youth kind of it yeah. gave me good feelings. It gave me good feelings um, because I have mourned about him putting two goalkeepers on the bench for a very long time, and it's frustrating that he's done it twelve times. But him too to give Gilchrist a chance when he, when Luton was right on it and it looked a bit shaky, and he didn't play him in the centre back position. Mm. He put him out there, which is not Alpha Gilchrist's position which I was worried about, to be honest, because I didn't want it to be like, Gilchrist is rubbish. And you're just like, yeah, but he's playing right back. He's, yeah. he's like, like, I understand that I've just known, well said at the start of this podcast, these common players can play in more positions than just one position. But when they get judged on this position, it's very frustrating. Exactly. Very yes. frustrating to see. It's There's, there's a few that's, been trusted in left back like Lewis Hall and everyone of them thinks he's a left back and you think he's got more to his game there's, um, there's, there's definitely someone in the Chelsea's first team right now that I think people think he's this player but he's, he's, he's definitely getting judged on something that he's, he's just filling in, it was the same with Hudson and I at right back and he's left his cheek as you say, it gets frustrating when they get judged, you're not good enough and you're like, yeah but he's playing, he's playing right wing back, he's this player that can, that can run with the ball from central midfield and take on a player and yeah. you're taking you away his tools, don't expect him to be this perfect polished player it's yeah, sometimes frustrating but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good it was a very good way to finish the year. It was after a 2023 mm. of being a terrible form-wise, getting a bit frustrated with Cobham, players getting shifted away, and 
me getting a bit frustrated with what the owners of the transfer guys are thinking about these common players mm. in terms of the squad build, what we're trying to do. I understand that Chelsea want to buy players and Chelsea want to buy players that come into the first team and play well, but there's a place for these players, as Conor Gallagher is showing and as Gall- Alfie Gilchrist showed. So it was a great way to finish the year. Um, and it felt it felt amazing. Um, and I'm hoping... I'm hoping I can keep adding bits to my, my header over it. <laughs> keep adding to it. Um, keeping my fingers crossed that Alva Gilchrist is just the, the start of 2024 being a, a great one for us and we can get some of these players back off loan. Like a small part of me looks at Dion Rankin and goes, well, we need a right back. There's Dion Rankin. Yeah. He's doing well. He can jump, run up and down the field just like at Val Augusto, but... He's playing, don't rock the boat, Scott. I'm always like that. Don't rock the boat when, when <laughs> he's playing his plate. He's, 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 he's hard to say, come back. You might you might play 10 minutes in, in, a, in, in a dead game at the end of the season, finish your career and, and just train with us for the first team. They might be like, no, nah, I'd rather play all the time. So I understand yeah. that from the no, exactly. And I think you're making the point before about players playing out of position and judgment. I think the biggest one which has annoyed me this season so far has been Levi Carwell at left back. I mean Yeah, that's the one. That's the one you people so many people are saying these are the plays that you've I knew the exactly. one these are the plays that you've hyped up good uh, <laughs> yeah. other people because we, we said that they're good players, which they are. He's playing he's how old and he's playing left back. He's exactly. been cut for England. He's been trusted last year in the first year in Brighton and played so well. But yeah, people are saying he can't defend, he can't do this. And you're like, yeah, but he's playing out of position. It's, it's hard for these players to be a solid 10 out of 10 um, mm. because it's as great as he is on the ball. The certain things that a, week, a fullback does, he gets forward. He's, especially at a team like Chelsea, they're expected to run forward. A centre-back is expected to be able to play the ball and pass it and stuff like that, which he's got. But you, you've got to be able to overlap. You've got to be able to whip in a ball, you've, especially at a team like Chelsea. It can do it. They're not saying he's a footballer and he can't, he can't get up and down the field, but it's not his game, is it? It's not his, it's not his bread and butter. We know in the centre he can win, he can command, he can can play a pass and he can he can really control like the defence and he knows where everybody is. Putting him at left back and he's on the back post a lot of the time or the front post is a different way of defending things. It's why players love like John Terry love playing on the left centre back and never wanted to switch to right back right centre back. It's these are the top of the top of the top and they don't want to move just to just to the other side because it makes it makes them completely different. So putting him from left left centre back to a, a left back, it's it's very hard for them to just kick on and just be like, yeah, he's he's perfect from get get going. He's not going to make mistakes, and he's let's be honest, if we had our full fit left back, Spencer would be playing, and he, he wouldn't be probably playing there. So he's filling in a role at the moment, um, and this isn't the full article of Levy Caldwell. Um, we we both know that he's got. When he gets that centre back position, we know he's, he's, we're going to be cooking, we're going to be smiling, we're going to be sat there going, "This is the levy. Yeah. This is this is 2024. We're going to be sat there with our cigars. My gifts are going to be cigars, smoking. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm going to be having the Gus Siddink little pictures, <laughs> uh, smoking a cigar. Like, just you where I'm, I'm, I'm letting people say he's, mm. he's rubbish, but people told me, honestly, people told me Reese James couldn't defend when he, when he made a mistake right at the start. And I was like, one thing Reese James could do, you could say <laughs> that about Trent Alexander, but Reese James could defend. Yes, yeah. he's going to make a mistake. He's He's been playing centre midfield at Wigan. You just accept that he's he's just come back to us playing right back in the in the top team. He, he's going to make mistakes, so he's going to make mistakes. Levy Carwell, but we're making him across the field. It's not just Levy Carwell. We've got strikers that are missing chance. We've got attackers that are missing chance. We've got centre backs that are a bit more experienced and making mistakes. We've got goalkeepers that are making fumbles, even when it was Kepper and he was a lot older. Just just give him time. Just give him time. Levy Carwell is going to be. A superstar. I've got no doubt about it. One hundred percent confident on that. I think it's such a good way to put it out. I think I think the yeah. Reese comparison was one I was going to say, and it's perfect because the way he's followed Reese in terms of going out on loan, sort of smashing it in the championship, and yeah. I think even people were saying, oh, Reese should go out on a prem loan, and he obviously didn't, and he mm. took that first season with Frank Lampard, and Levi had that first season at Brighton, showed what class Premier League centre back he is, but. Yeah, I think it really reminds me of Reese's first season here where he was getting so much criticism. And I was yeah. like, just just wait, just wait. And he's Levi's got that Reese sort of level talent. I've got no no doubt about it, as you say, that he's going to become an absolute superstar for this team. And Reese, I think, despite all our signings, Wenfit is still by far our best player at the club and there's a reason he's captain. And I think yeah. Levi is pretty much in the same mould of, of talent and quality and leadership ability. So yeah. I've got not really many issues with Levi. And I know his time will come. Um, Two players which we're just going to end off the episode on, back yep. to the 21s, who could go out on loan. Uh, and you can mention any others if you feel, but I will ask on these two. And those are Leo Castledine and Dylan Williams. Um, yeah. Two players who I think who will certainly have offers of me thinking about it. But yeah, uh, any thoughts on them too? Dylan Williams, I, I, I kind of thought, yes, maybe he could go. I, I thought that in the summer. I thought in the summer he was a potential. He wasn't one where I was going definite. But he was one that I feel like he's, he's at the level he, he, he started at Derby, didn't he? And we got him from Derby because of the financial problems. But he was getting a bit of a chance in the first team there. A bit like Burstow at League One, if you know what I mean. He's came here, he's, he's had a bit of a taste of the senior football. And I think it, I think it'll be good for him. I think it'll be good for him, especially when Zach Sturges came back off, off loan. He's kind of does... Does one coming back and want he can help him kick on and try a bit of a loan and it can help somebody else get a bit of confidence and as much as Sturge kind of finished the season here at centre back and stuff like that I still think with it could it could really help us where we we don't have two players trying to fight each other where they're both definitely good enough to play and it kind of stops someone who's playing centre back in the development squad playing because both of them have to play. So Dillian Williams, yeah. Castle Dine, I think he's ready. I think he's ready, but he's around the first team, but he's also not making the bench, um, even when we're short. Again, I think I think like Alfie Gilchrist, he's very close. He's very close. And with the four, the three championship games coming up, um, two of them being at home, there's a chance for a bench place. The fact that even if he plays for us and goes on, it can go on loan, if you know what I mean. He's not played before yeah. another team on loan. Well, I think the back end of the back end of January, 
and because development squad matches tail off a little bit, um, and Carney Chukameka's back and Cuckoo's back, do you know what I mean? And who knows who we might buy elsewhere um, with Lavia back and etc. etc. I'd 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 be happy with both of them. I, I'd be more pushing um, Dylan Williams to go out on loan. I think he's not in terms of more ready. I think they're both ready for it. I just think he's, I think he's just with Zach Sturge coming back and Castle Down, at least he's getting around the first team. Um, but who knows, Matt, uh, Matson might go to Dortmund. He, he's getting linked to where does Sturge or Williams get a chance in the first team. He's, he's, he's very unknown right now, but they'd both be ones that I'd be looking at the back end of the window going, if a good offer comes and you're happy with it, the club's happy with it, the club's giving, the club that's interested is giving you really good vibes that it's going to be a worthwhile. Now, I won't be against either of them um, going out on loan um, because Chelsea are getting a lot of first-teamers back. I know it can flip very quickly, but we've got no European football um, and we've just got the league and potentially these cup matches now and then FA Cup really in the final of the League Cup were it's going to be hard for these players to get into the first team let's put it that way so senior football does feel like the next step for them um, so yeah I'd, I'd do both what are you thinking with both? Yeah I'm thinking with both alone should really be on the cards as you said I think they really only have seven or eight games left um, in the in the PL2 and yeah we are in I think one or two other cup competitions as well but both aren't eligible for the 18s both are pretty ready for senior football now I think Dylan's obviously played League One football before as you said with Derby County then moved here and I think again both of them could have moved in the summer more certainly more on Dylan's side yeah. um, so Dylan I think yeah as you say with Zach returning could definitely be looking at options and I think both should really be looking again around the League One sort of level. With six months to go, you don't want to be taking too much of a risk and sending them to somewhere like the Championship. And I think getting them in League One playing for six months could be really, really good for them. Um, Leo obviously hasn't really had much professional experience before, but is this midfielder who pretty much wins every single header, despite not being that that tall. He's around six foot and he's, his leap is incredible. I think he'd really get stuck in. He presses, managers love him, gets goals and assists. Um, and I think he could, you know, he really could impress when out on loan. And then Dylan Williams as well uh, is this very versatile and quick and talented, Ben Chilwell-esque sort of left back. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, yeah, I, I think, they're not really expecting much in terms of first team opportunities, despite the left backs out, uh, is what is what I'm hearing around that case. So in that sense, I think going out alone is, is a real option. And I think as they're both pretty much too good for PR2 at the moment. And I think as well, it's really important for a lot of the 18s players to get chances with the 21s. And yeah. in that sense, that you know our PL2 squad is big if even if you're just looking at strikers at the moment we've got Jimmy J Morgan Ronnie Stutter Danel McLeary's doing really well when he moves up to 21s and if you're talking about potentially keeping one of Mason Burstow or David Washington around then yeah. you know you've got a lot of strikers and in that sense if you if you send up Dylan Williams you've got a perfect replacement in either Sonto Boniface or Ishe Samuel Smith who can come in mm-hmm. and if Zach Sturge sticks around and Leo Castletine is more than ready to move on and we've got plenty of attackers in the, in yeah. the 18s who are, who are ready for for minutes someone like Tyreek George so I think it's going to be really important for these two guys to, to go out alone and try and make, 
their case into professional football. Um, and Leo just signed a new contract as well, so he'll certainly be yeah. thinking that. Um, and I, I'm sure discussions would have been in place, but you know, with that contract extension, that he does get some senior football really soon. But yeah. as you said, there's the thing: if he if he's on the bench against Preston and gets 15 minutes, and then he could do Middlesbrough and things like that. So yeah, maybe it's one which we we may see towards the end of the window. But I, I hope they don't take too long, just because I think pre getting as much training is, is really really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think after the the second leg, we'll not we've got that Preston game, haven't we? Were is 50 50. Yeah, I think I think the Middlesbrough game it depends on what what's happening in the game. If we if we're running away with it, then we could definitely see him for the second leg. And then I think after that, that's when you you go right. Your chances might not be here. And as you say, that's what I was going to bring up. He's he signed a new contract and he's kind of that kind of headache around his camp, around club is kind of, okay, we've got that all sorted. Now we'll just focus on your football and how we get you to the, the next level. Um, because we know we know he's a very, very, very talented footballer. Um, and I'm sure there's been talks before that contract got signed. Okay, what is the plan? What, what we're going to do next? Um, and I'm sure he'll have a lot of interest. He's just... Picking the right one, isn't it? Halfway through a season with a player like him, with defenders like uh, Bashir Humphreys went on loan into Germany in January last year. Um, and you felt like, OK, he's getting the step and he's getting used yeah. to this, this and this. But with attackers, is a bit of a different game sometimes to a defender to kind of... You just need to be solid as a defender. In, do you know what I mean? But... Yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's harder to get into the team with an attacker um, because the changes happen a lot easier. If you know what I mean? Like 50, 60th minute, there's always a sub and it's always an attacking player that's coming off. If you know what I mean? So usually defender, like the back four, most of the time, normally the three of them stay on the whole match. Um, so it's easier to kind of build up some momentum and confidence. But yeah, I think I think it'd be good for them because you could send him onto a you could send them onto a loan with the option for another year if he's doing well, if you know what I mean. So it could be a really I'm sure we've done it a couple of times. Like it, it's it's not coming to my head who we did a six month one and we did it to a long a twelve month was it? Gahi and Andrin. Gahi and Andrin we did it with Gahi and Andrin. Did Levy Carwell go to Huddersfield for a six months thing? No. Um, no Levi was there for one full season, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was, it, yeah, it was Gerhi where we did a six months and then we said, yeah, just yeah. keep him for another year and it, it, it helped him kick on. So, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd be happy with both of them um, going on loan, but let's see, let's see what these championship games have yeah. in store for us. Let's keep our fingers crossed that I can add him to my header before he goes out on loan, um, because I think it'll be. It'd be good for him to to get that because next season he becomes an even bigger task of getting into the team yeah. because there's there's another name that's a year younger than you that's coming through the academy. It's always that case. So sometimes you have to get that when you get that chance around this team of injuries like it is right now in the championship teams. There's not many times you can really get yourself into the first mm. team and get a chance. And this, if he goes out on loan now. Before all these three championship teams, all of them, they're probably sat there going, ah, 
Even Matos, who's going to go out loan right now, you could have sat there. I could have, if he I didn't know he was going out on loan, I could have sat here and said to you, it might be really good for him to stay around yeah. and get a chance and get come off the bench, whatever. But it's happened now. Um, but they probably thought to probably thought get you out, get you um, training with the team. What they really desperately need you, whatever. Get him out of survival. He's better than playing twenty minutes here and there. You've you've already got your debut kind of a chance off the bench. Go and kick on now this season. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think actually yeah, you're you're right. And Bashir's loan was a is a really good example of to what Leo someone like Leo should be looking towards. I think it's sort of a, a low key loan where yeah. I think I spoke to an agent. His name's Harry Hayden. He's been on the podcast before. He's a mm-hmm. he's a good friend. And, and it, we we were talking about Bashir's loan at the time last January. And we were saying it's actually a really good loan because it's low key. It's still Bundesliga's second division is a really high level. Um, and you know, there's no there's no really pressure from our fans on to impress, and they're not really looking out for him that much. And he started pretty much all their games, did really really well, and all of a sudden next season he's then a full starter in the championship, uh, and he then got called up to the to the to the World Cup for England in the summer. So things like that can can really break through, and I think something like that for Leo could be really really good, um, yeah. and 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 Dylan as well. Um, but as you say, that that Preston game, as I think, I think my last thing that I do just want to say on the Preston game before we wrap up is, you've seen what's happened with Alfie Gilchrist from just coming on for five minutes in two Premier League games, and the sort of hype it's built around him, whether right or wrong, but sort of now clubs are all over him and interested in him, and you've seen that's happened with Matos in the last two months. You know, he's been on the pitch a few times, he's you know been in round and training, Pochettino spoke about him, and all of a sudden clubs want him. You know, subbing on Leo Castle, Dino, Dylan Williams for five minutes when you're three 0 up against Preston is not going to have any harm whatsoever, and if anything, help the players so much in either finding out their next move, finding out what it is like senior professional football, or even from sadly I have to say this from a financial perspective from the club's perspective mm-hmm. you know if you sell them for 10 minutes all of a sudden a player's interest uh, clubs more clubs are interested in you you can start getting more bids and things like that so I think there's a there's a real benefit for everyone in, in throwing players in as we've seen like we've happened with Alfie when the manager believes they can do so and Alfie uh, sorry and, and Dylan and Leo are at that stage where they, they really can sort of impact this team um so yeah, I, I think with the Preston game, as you said, just just fingers crossed it it all works out. We do get to see a few minutes for these guys. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's an hour thirty of talking about an academy and loan army, which has flown by so quickly. Um, yeah, I could go on for hours. Once you get me started, nice. <laughs> um, but we we need to end somewhere because I'm sure somebody's listening. Going, God, you don't want to start on again. It talks for hours. Is boring. <laughs> but if you've listened, if you've listened up to this point, um, thank you very much, um, and then thank you for inviting me on. Um, it's a pleasure to to be on here because I do, I really do like listening to this podcast because I know you get it like me. If you know what I mean, you've got that way of looking at things. If you know what I mean, yeah. A lot of people don't, and I don't, I don't hold it against other people that don't see it like us. Um, but that's why I like feeling like I'm not the only person that's fighting this battle and seeing it a different way. Because as much as I think my style of building a club and building a squad and doing whatever, whatever is is the right thing, I don't, I don't think everybody else is wrong. I don't judge anybody because they think I'm different because they think different because they want to buy thirty plus year olds and whatever. 
it's different to me, but I won't call anybody. And sometimes people don't accept that. That's the one thing that mm. is frustrating. People just call you a common sexual, blah, blah, blah. And it's just it's just because you trust in younger players earlier on, it doesn't mean – because footballers have to be they, – they've got to – to be these top players, they've got to be getting, given a chance. They've got to, yeah. the, the chance has to come from somewhere, and they've got to. Every Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, they, became, they came into the team unknown. They came by getting a chance. They, they, you're only, you can't, you can't play ninety-year-olds all your life. We would love to have Petr Cech, Johnson, <laughs> Ashley Cole, Didier Drogba, Lampard, but there comes a time where you have to move on and get something else and get something else. And if you accept him that you can start off younger and flooding these players where they can get better and get under your belt younger, and instead of spending silly money on this and this and that, um, that you can hopefully build a better squad for the future. Um, but yeah, I really love your your podcast. So thank you for having me on. I can't believe it's 2024 now and we're, it's the first time I've been on here. Um, saying that I turned a lot of people down for many years because I was, I was scared of people listening to my voice and seeing who I was, personal insecurities, but I've grown up a lot since then and I don't really take much notice of it. No, thank you very much. I really appreciate the kind words and, and massive thank you for coming on. If you if you don't know about Scott Gavry Youth, do, do go and check his the link will be in the bio uh massive account on twitter i'm sure i'm sure most of you do know but yeah thank you very much for listening you know where to find us on spotify itunes do give us a five star review share it around with your friends if you can um but yeah thank you very much for listening and we'll, we'll catch you next time